The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Sneakers and Cleats, the podcast. Welcome back to the Sneakers and Cleats podcast. This is November 15th. It is a Wednesday. This is our 50th episode, gentlemen. Hey, Matt. You know what, Matt? Applause to Matt. Congratulations, Matt. In case people don't know, Chuck and I show up and talk sports. <laughs> Matt works hard on this. He, he's d- helped design the, the beautiful studio, he and Luis, and uh, the rundown he works hard on. He's assuming week. I can read this, though. Of yeah, I try and make it a, a <laughs> volume or a, a, you, you know, a font you, you can read. You took the initiative <laughs> to come up with the idea of a podcast. You did the heavy lifting to get it approved by management. You do all the heavy lifting to put it together. And you've done an outstanding job. Well, I appreciate that. That's very nice of you. And I'm just trying to true. put some quality uh, quality content for the people out there. And uh, oh. you guys you guys help help with that every single day. We'll see at the end of episode 50 if <laughs> you hit the mark. You low or high? Or we hit the mark. It's too high. It's too loud. It's too loud in your yeah. ears. Yeah. All right, there you go, Don. Ah, grumpy old man. <laughs> Chill out, Matt. Turn it down. All right, well, this is an easy number game for us. Um, significant to everybody here in San Antonio. Number 50. It's got to only be one, right? The only one. Only David, one. Rob- David Robinson, the one who really started the winning track. Saved the franchise. Saved the franchise. You want to tell a qu- your favorite David Robinson story since it's number 50? Oh, I got too many. Uh, because, favorite one. Uh Fa- favorite one favorite that, Robin, that da- my favorite David Robinson story has nothing to do with his career in San Antonio. Right. After he d- retired, his boys and my boys played ball together, uh, football and basketball. And David and I were coaching the Admirals, uh, AAU team. And we were going to a tournament in Houston, and we stopped at Bucky's in Luling. David Robinson had never been to a Bucky's before. We got 12 kids in a couple different cars. And we're like, hey, guys, we're going in there. Get something to drink. Get some snacks. Blah, blah, blah. We walk into to Bucky's, and I had been into Bucky's before. And I know how Bucky's is laid out. And I know that when you go anywhere with David Robinson, it's not going anywhere with anybody else because he's seven foot tall and he stands out. And David walks through the door of Bucky's, and you know in the middle of Bucky's kind of where the drinks are. You can go right for food, left for all the gear, and then the bathroom and all that. <laughs> I noticed, I started looking around at other people, and I noticed a couple of other people going, hey, that's David, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was like ants to a sugar cube. You could just see it happening, and then all of a sudden, one guy, can I get a selfie? Hey, can I get a picture? And then all of a sudden, we are surrounded by 50 people wanting pictures, wanting autographs, all that stuff. So it's just one of those loud whistles. Boy, let's we go. Gotta go. We're out. And we went across to Love's truck stop instead where there's nobody there 
And and I had to just grab David by the arm and goes, he's got to go, he's got to go. Because we would have been there for two hours. It grab, was crazy. Grab your Bucky's nuggets and get out of there. I don't know how he goes <laughs> anywhere in public feeling anywhere near normal. But to David's credit, he's one of the few guys that will never turn it down. He, he was like, this is fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. But he's he probably will, so used to it. It's been happening for 35 no, years. Yeah, we've yeah, been exactly. guys That's too. right. Well plus, been, when, yeah. well, plus when you're seven foot tall, you can't really go anywhere without but being But there's noticed. a lot of guys who just tell people. There's a lot of guys who, who who will tell people, hey, will you stop? I'm trying to watch my son play a game, mm. you know, or whatever. And David will never do that. He's got people like me when I would say that to people like, hey, he stop. He's trying to watch his kid play a game, maybe at halftime or whatever. Mm. But – there's a lot of guys who are jerks to people, and David was is one of those guys that would never be that. Chuck, you got a favorite David story? I have plenty too. Some of them I can't share because they make <laughs> other people look bad because of how what a golden soul that he is. Don hit on some of that, and aptly so. I mean, just how he interacts with people is I don't know how you do that every single day being him. But my favorite story is. And it wasn't my favorite story until after I had a kidney stone. Oh, God. But he had a kidney stone and passed it at halftime. So he played with it, passed it, and then went and played the rest of the game. And nobody knew till many years after the fact that that was the kind of stuff that he did while he was a player. So oh, you I don't know anybody that can honestly say anything bad about 5-0. He always, always came out to his locker and spoke to us, win or lose. And and back in the old days when locker rooms were open, a lot of times they would open it 15 minutes after the game. It's supposed to be 10. All the media walks in, and the star's gone. He's already been mm-hmm. to the showers, and he's already in his car. He's always leaving because he had to get – too many guys to mention dodged the media when the nights were tough. David Robinson would stand there in his locker in some of the most embarrassing losses of his career. Houston comes to mind when Akeem just tore him up. Uh, he always, always met with the media and took accountability for what happened. Yeah, and I just even that instance, right? I mean, I think Dave gets a bad rap for that series because the Rockets were doubling Dave, and then Dave had to guard Akeem straight up. I mean, Akeem's a hell of a player, right? Yeah. So the Rockets were throwing everything at Dave to take him out of that series, and then, you know, the story gets written. As it does, but I don't know, man. I just don't know many people that can say anything bad about that guy as a human, as a ball player, as a businessman. You won't find you it. name it. Yeah, and I, I wrote, I wrote down another one. name for fifty. It was Mike Singletary, just because. Yeah, that's a good one. He owns the number fifty in football. I, I mean, to us here in San Antonio, it's always David Robinson. It will always be David Robinson. Amen. But Mike Singletary, also a hell of a player, not a great coach, but you know, hell of a player. <laughs> I tell you what, he's one heck of a motivational speaker. He spoke, that too. He spoke this year at the FCA luncheon. You met him this over Breakfast. there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I emceed it and got to sit with him and, and learn more about his childhood and his upbringing. And uh, he had people in tears and goosebumps ready to run through a wall after his speech. At the There's day. some people that are just like that. There's like Herm Edwards is someone who comes to mind for me that I, I could listen to him do set, talk about anything. Like I, he just gives you goosebumps. Like he's just like he's preaching to you. It's awesome. Um, Mike is also one of those guys. Yeah, so. for sure. Uh, this week, we got round two of the playoffs. This is our High School Hype Squad episode. So uh, I want to start with the airing of grievances because I think <laughs> we, we got into it a little bit at the end of our Monday podcast. And um, I wanted to just let us all let loose a little bit on the playoff structure here because it's horrible. The fact that we're getting Westlake 
uh, in Lake Travis against Johnson and Reagan this week is a travesty. It's an absolute travesty that Westlake is probably going to beat Reagan and that our top team in the, in the area is going to get knocked out in the second round. It's an absolute travesty. What little faith you have in the Reagan Rat? I'm not. Man. Yeah, I don't want to make it seem like I don't think Reagan can win. It's they're the, too late. They're the 16th best team. You're too ranked late. Team, but you know what I mean. That I'll get into some stats later that show that the Austin teams have pretty much owned the San Antonio teams for the last seven years. That's right. They but, have. But why not look at it this way, Matthew? You're going to have to play them at some point. Why not play them this week? You know? Because I don't want to. <laughs> no, because if you if you catch them another week or two down the road, you they might be a little more banged up or whatever. But uh, it's for the you know the regional final should be the two best teams. It's kind of the way it is in basketball. But look, the state of Texas redistricting is a nightmare. I don't blame the UIL for that. It's it's you can't figure it out. But we can say this for sure, right? Very seldom. Does a team come out of the valley that wins the region? Very seldom. But it and it should be seeded though. Like you should have, it should have had Vandegrift, like Travis, Reagan, Johnson, um, uh, West, like all seeded, like one through five or one through eight or whatever, and then make it kind of that way. Do it like regional seeding, like like the NCAA tournament, one yeah. through sixteen. So at least you have some semblance of like, okay, we can get these marquee matchups under the lights on a Friday in round three, round four, and instead of round two, and even round one okay, last week when you had Vandegrift play against Lake Travis. But let's say uh, Harlingen is undefeated, and be, but because they're from the Valley, they're not going to get any respect. By who? A seating committee, the UAL? So then if you're Harlingen, you're, you're really complaining. You're saying, look, we get no respect. We're better than Westlake. Why are they in the number one seed? Why aren't we the number one seed? Everybody's like, because you're from the Valley. And you play nobodies, and you're going to get crushed when you do play Westlake. But from their point of view, we're undefeated. We ran the table. Why is Reagan getting us better seed than us? So I don't know how you would do that. I agree with you. In another sport, if it was football, if it was uh, you know college football or the NCAA tournament, I just think it's too hard to con- conceive how the in the, the mess the UIL would have on their hands. Yeah, and they change this around every four or five years anyway. So, I mean, it's just Reagan's turn to have these in, you know, that Northeast League. It's their turn to have Short these kind of matchups. You know, well, it sucks in baseball, too. We always <laughs> say that, too, because of how good the Austin teams are there. But if you want to get there, you're going to have to beat some good teams along the way anyway. So why not it be in round two? I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to get through them anyway, so that's a, that's a decent point. But, I mean, it's still – you have Westlake and Lake Travis. Austin teams are a combined 31-1 and one against San Antonio teams since 2016. Wow. The last one win was last year when Brennan beat Lake Travis in the third round and then went and got their butts kicked by Westlake 47-7 to seven in, in the quarters. So, hopefully that doesn't happen again this year. Uh, why, are all, why are all the good football players in Austin only go to two schools? <laughs> big yeah. schools yeah, that's a good question <laughs> it's uh the old the judson pattern right yeah when you have a big 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 high school numbers mean something and if you run the program right but at what cost you know i guess yep. that's up to each school district to decide let's yeah. get into a few of the uh area round matchups that we got here so as we've alluded to reagan is playing westlake friday 7 30 in seguin at Matador Stadium, Reagan's the top team in our area. They ended our TNL poll as ranked number one. They are 11-0. They're the 16th ranked team in the state. They're led by uh, senior quarterback Brad Jackson and uh, junior running back Cole Pryor. Uh, Westlake is undefeated. They have trashed pretty much everybody on their schedule. They beat Lake Travis a little bit earlier this year. 
they won handily in the first round. Uh, I believe it was against Round Rock, if I'm not mistaken. Um, guys, what chance does Reagan have to win this matchup? I, I don't know because I haven't seen uh, Westlake play on paper. It obviously looks like Westlake would be the favorite, but I've been very impressed with Reagan. They they didn't have an easy schedule, and uh, they they I mean I I think really fondly of Johnson, and and for them to beat Johnson means they must be really good. The Cole Pryor kid really pops on tape. Um, I would think they'd be a ten point underdog, but uh, you you know you never know. They're high school kids, so. Anything can happen in a high school game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Reagan's good. Obviously, we've seen them all year, and they've handled their business. And maybe these teams aren't what they were last year, but we're going to find out. I mean, it's really hard to guess going in. I'll know. You'll know this, though. Both of those Austin schools are going to be in a fist fight with schools from here. They're going to yep. fight you. They're going to play hard. Reagan's defense is very, very good. You know, they're – those Austin schools are going to know that they've been in a tussle. Yeah, and it's gonna it should be a good game. I don't expect it to be like it was last time these two teams played in 2016. Westlake won 48 to three. I don't expect that at all. Uh, if anything, I truly believe Reagan can keep this competitive at the very least and um, potentially make Westlake execute flawlessly in the second half to win this game. I would I would make Westlake a significant favorite uh, because I think they're deeper, but. Reagan has all the horses in the world to uh, to win this game with Brad Jackson, Caleb Capuccio, and Jeter Battles, and and Joe Bassesi on the on the defensive side, and I can go on and on with the guys on that team. Uh, last time Reagan beat Westlake was 2007. Uh, last time these two teams played, like I said, 2016, Westlake won 48 to three. So that should be an interesting one. Um, the winner of that game will go on to play the winner of the Brennan San Juan Alamo game. I'm gonna skip one uh, matchup here on our on our rundown i'll get to that in a second but the winner of that will go to uh brennan san or far san juan alamo psja uh that game is 6 p.m on friday down in the valley it's a true road game for the brennan bears making a four hour trip down to the valley brennan only allowed 91 yards in their first round win 37-0 psja coming off eight straight wins uh, I feel like I say this every week, but it deserves to be said. The turnaround in, for the Brennan Bears this year has been something to admire yeah. as, for sure from Coach Bazier, Chuck. They just need – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 they right. just needed some time, yeah. right? They, yeah. I mean, when you're dominated by, by Ashton DeBose and his brother and the kids that they've had there over the last couple of years, nobody else has played. And, look, Bazier's a great coach. And um, to, to judge them about what, you know, what we saw against Steele in week one, completely unfair. They just needed to be. They just needed time. And now that Bazer's got a full season with them, I, I'm not surprised at all by how good you know, they are. We talk about skins on the wall all the time, right? So if you've got a sophomore sophomore quarterback and he plays his first game against Steele, like that gets your attention pretty quickly. If you're a young player, even if you're a veteran player, that does. But again, having that experience in week one, now how battle tested are some of these young guys? as they get ready to try to make what you think is going to be a deep run because, you know, maybe they've surprised some people with their youth and being able to get to this point, but I don't think Bazer's expectations were any lower than this is what we were going to do no matter what. Maybe we're going to be even better two years from now, but, yeah. right, we have the potential to win now. Let's yeah. roll it out there and see. And I that's mean, a program that those kids go to middle school, eighth grade, ninth grade, freshman games, they they know what the standard is. 
they're in the locker rooms with Ashton and Bose as freshmen looking up to this guy. And so winning breeds winning. Uh, you know what the expectations are of the program. Um, it's just a matter of getting the reps. And so I think they've got a winning culture, and that always helps you. Yeah, and you've seen them battle through no matter how many high schools pop up on that side of town that they're still getting their talent they're still bays are still going to middle schools and elementary schools and recruiting and making sure like when you guys get older you're coming to brennan don't you worry about soto and and uh and all the other schools in that area now so you guys just make sure you want to go to be a brennan bear so will we um, see will we see collectives for uh, high schools for nil for seventh graders <laughs> Think about uh, it in Allen uh, and, and Plano. It, if and you think about evolution, probably. West, West, <laughs> think about Westlake Lake Travis, right? Like a kid in the seventh grade that can go to either. All of a sudden. See, see what he's getting from somebody. All of a sudden he's, you know, driving to high school in a Ferrari. Jesus. <laughs> he's driving to middle school in a Ferrari. <laughs> wonder why Deuce Adams left. Oh, um, so no, Deuce Adams left because his coach I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, let's get to the Johnson Lake Travis. Uh, obviously, the other one that we alluded to, uh, Johnson and Lake Travis. If, if everyone wins and continues to win out, Johnson would then in the fourth round play um, Reagan or Brennan in the quarterfinals. So that's if everybody wins and they're all on the same side of the bracket. Uh, Johnson playing Lake Travis, 7 p.m. Bobcat Stadium in San Marcos on November 17th, this Friday. Johnson finished as our third-ranked team uh, in the area for 6A, 5A. Lake Travis, the 21st-ranked team in the state, Coming off a huge, huge win over the number four team in the state, Vandegrift. I, was, I think it was stunning. Um, I looked at the score. I expected Vandegrift to win that game pretty easily. And uh, Lake Travis is just a hell of a ball club. Uh, win that game 13 to 10. They held uh, Deuce Adams, who transferred over to Vandegrift. I think it was 12 for 27 for like 106 yards. And holding him to anything. And he's a Louisville commit for a reason. Holding him to uh, a low game like that is pretty insane. But... If you didn't see Johnson's first round win over New Braunfels, go find it. It's everywhere. It was amazing. It was one of the best high school football games I've seen in a long time. Yeah, very nice. You were there, huh? Uh, or you I just saw well, the I, tape? I cut all the time. I you cut the was highlights. Watching. I was cut the highlights. Because that's how I, I saw it. Well, I was watching Jack's feed. So Jack feeds okay. it back to us. So I was literally just like on the edge of my seat, like right. watching, watching this game go down. We did that last that's Thursday, best, right? We had best. like four games coming in. It was like, man, this was better than like having a remote control in your hand. You I mean, need, all these high school games. You need games Scott Hansen coming through. The yeah, good, that's exactly right. <laughs> I wish I wish people knew um, or could you know go behind the curtain of what we do. And the fact that that's happening, you know, our photographer's on the sidelines. He's got a transmitter and he's shooting it back, and we're watching it on our editor. And it's just nat sound. It's just no announcers. And that might be the most pure way to watch a game and figure it out on your own. Like, was that a first down? Or was he in bounds? You know, all of that is so much fun. It's just one of the greatest things. Chuck and I will watch it and go, did you see that? And invariably, somebody else's feed is like 10 seconds behind the other. Yeah, and you <laughs> no, know. he got it. It was a touchdown. Well, oh, I, I'm, you're ahead of me. And then you're and then you're like yelling at whoever the photog is. You're like, show me the scoreboard. Show me the scoreboard. What's going on? What's the score? Shoot from up top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it was it was like a Hollywood script. The New Braunfels was down, uh, or New Braunfels, excuse me, was up 21-17 at half. Johnson comes back. They score a touchdown. They don't get the extra points. So they're up 23-21. New Braunfels goes down. They get a field goal. Then they get a touchdown. They're up 31-23. Johnson comes back. They score a touchdown, try and go for two to tie the game up. They don't get it. Then with like 35 seconds left, Ty Hawkins, the TCU commit, comes back and finds Bubba Johnson is running back down the sideline for a 45-yard bomb. And it was something 
it was just like it was a storybook ending for for that game like props to new Braunfels and the unicorns up there they played their asses off in that matchup so yeah Did you say that on this podcast yeah, uh absolutely okay <laughs> i checked with bob since when I, does bob make it <laughs> i can't i can't i just can't say the other words that i usually okay. say All right. um let's get to steel round rock mcneil uh, the reason, only reason I asked is I had to run a soundbite with Pop last night where he said that t- word twice, and I had to beep it for TV. Really? Yeah. You didn't have to. Yeah, you didn't but have to. Unless you, you know, it's just, we're, we live in a world, as you know, where if you don't have to go there, don't go there. You're yeah. just asking yeah. for trouble. Yeah, you, like, <laughs> well, especially for the 10 o'clock, you probably didn't have to, because isn't there, like, FCC regulations, like, after a certain time on main programming, you don't have to beep anything about? I don't know about legally. I just know... <laughs> I've had emails over the years from a parent who's watching a newscast with a nine-year-old who loves sports. Oh. And she's like, I would rather my nine-year-old not be subjected to that. There was a... I, re- I respect it. I get that. There was a, as a quick digression, um, the New Heights podcast with the Kelsey brothers obviously is all the rage right now because of multiple reasons in pop culture. Because um, the Swifties are watching. The, Swift- the Swifties are watching. They get millions and millions of views. People were standing by waiting for this episode to drop today, including my wife. Um they got an email from a viewer like, I love the podcast, but all the F-bombs, can you guys just stop? And I was like, come on, guys. We're grown-ups. Uh, anyway, so Steel versus Round Rock McNeil. Uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, but if not, I don't really care. It, 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 it uh, rhymes, so I like it. Uh, 7 p.m. Friday, November 17th, Rattler Stadium in San Marcos. First matchup ever between these two schools. McNeil, the top team in 25-6A. Steel wins. They have the potential to play Harlan in the regionals pretty cool for all of us here uh harlan's the game we'll get to next but uh looking at the brackets and stuff steel has a real shot steel has a real shot to get to at least the quarters and potentially the semis <laughs> as long as you can keep handing it to 28 man. <laughs> i think yeah. they have a shot to win the whole thing i think they really do they have so much talent on that team and, i just and they're yeah. not and they the draw that they got was amazing they don't have to play lake travis they don't have to play vandegrift they don't have to play round rock they they might have to play dripping springs um but they don't have to play westlake it's just they, they, they're going to have to play one of them. They're, no. At some point. No, that's that, they're in D1. Oh, you mean the other division. Yeah, okay, they're, in the, okay. they're in D1. Uh, so I think the best team they're going to have to play is Dripping Springs, potentially in the quarterfinals. Okay, my that bad. was as good old-fashioned bully ball for them last week. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just see if you can stop the run, and until you do, we're going to keep ramming it down your throat. It was very impressive. Does When you look at Chad Warner, Zach said this to me the other day. Does he at all like remind you of the play style of like a Colin Kaepernick? Like he just looks like this long, lanky guy when he runs. He has big strides, and maybe it's the knee socks for me that are doing it. Or the but, jersey number seven. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but he's just—he reminds me of Colin Kaepernick a little bit with his play style, and uh, that's not a bad—not a bad comp for him because Colin obviously tore up the league for a few years there. So um, tore up my Packers hey, every the, time he played. All, all those kids are coming back. Yeah. That, te- that team's going to be so good next year. Uh, I mean, they have so many commits already to to huge schools. Yeah. And that defense is – most of them are coming back next year. So, like, if Steel's only in this year, watch out next year. My God. Um, yeah. That should be a really good game. Um, McNeil is a, a pretty solid school. I expect Steel to win that one. But uh, hope – mainly because I'm hoping that Harlan beats Harlingen and we get a, a, a local San Antonio matchup in round three. Uh, hey, keep this in mind, too. Yeah. Next year or the year after, I'm not quite sure when it comes to fruition. But remember, there was this huge scandal at San Marcos uh, last year or two years ago where their coaches, the former Denton Geyer coach, whose son ended up starting at uh, – they won a state championship at Denton Geyer, and then his kid went and played 
quarterback at Oklahoma State. I forget his name. Anyway, there were all these accusations that they were recruiting from a uh, fall ball team, a AAU-type team, uh, Judson kids, Wagner kids, a uh, bunch of different kids. They all went to San Marcos as freshmen, and they got busted by the UIL for recruiting, and I don't know all the particulars, but they've been suspended for no postseason play for the next two years. It was a pretty, it was a pretty big UIL decision. Mm -hmm. All those kids stayed. They're not allowed to play varsity. They've been killing people, seventy-seven and nothing on the JV. Uh, they've they're playing JV bat, uh, football, and they're and they're in steals. They, they're in steals they would now. beat their their own school's varsity and many schools' varsity in that district. So whenever they become seniors, if they're all together, that's the year they're going to be eligible. And so I don't know if it's nowhere, next year or the year after. Out of nowhere, the St. Marcus Rattlers are going to be playing for a state championship at some point. Yeah, I don't know if it's next year or the year after, um, but that's the reason that in that district with Steele, Judson, Clemens, um, all those guys, there was four spots for five teams because San Marcos couldn't make the playoffs. Right, right, so you had right. East Central that ended up making it. Clemens ended up um, uh, being out because there was two teams out. One of them was going to be San Marcos. One of them was going to be someone else. We're talking about San Marcos? We're talking about San Marcos? Talking about okay. practice? Um, so I fully expect Steele to win that game. Um, I would be surprised if they didn't. Let's get to Harlan. Harlan Jin. Harlan is uh, finishing as our fourth-ranked team in the TNL Top 10, meeting – the first meeting between these two squads, uh, it's 7 p.m. Friday at Cabinus Field in Corpus Christi. Um, Harlan made it to regionals last year, has not lost since. They, uh, the undefeated Harlan Hawks, not a lot left to be said about Coach Salas' squad, huh, guys? They're, they're salty, man. And that Isaiah Walton kid playing at Army next year as a <sighs> linebacker. He's so good. Yeah. Going to see him in the SA Sports All-Star game. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah, right. Yeah. Best, wanna, guy, just, best guy we saw all year? We make that, that defensively yeah. for sure. One of them, him or the the kid uh, corner receiver from uh, from Bernie Champion, uh, Sawyer Bully. Yeah, Bully. Bully was really good. I, yeah. You remember when we were deciding on the All Star Game guys? I was pounding the table for Sawyer Bully. Like he was not not making the All Star Game after no, what we was, saw. He was a man among boys. Yeah, he's, so was Walton. Yeah, they're both really good. A um, couple other games I want to run through real quick. So Jay and West is facing Westlaco. Westlaco lost actually to Harlan last year, forty-nine to three. And Miles in Davis and Judson. Sorry. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, Jay is coming off their first playoff win since two thousand and six. Uh, they're Westlaco. Excuse me, is undefeated this year. I just wrote undefeated this year, but I know Jay isn't. Jay's nine and two. Um, they're playing again on Saturday, so we don't get to see them on a Friday. They're going down to Shirley Field in Laredo to play Westlaco. Um, guys, is this the best J team you've seen in probably the last 20 years? Oh, yeah. In, in a long, long time. Long time. They, had, yeah, they, they, had, they had the the Reynolds brothers, too. They were pretty good. But this one, top to bottom, I'd have to say. Yeah, they're better. The kid that's uh, at UAB now. Uh, Zeno Baylor, yeah, Jacob Zeno, yeah, was, lighten it up. Was a really good player, but he didn't have the surrounding cast that these guys have. Yeah, I think Jaden, uh, Jake, excuse me, Jackson Gutierrez, um, over there with his dad, and it's it's kind of a nice thing to see too, playing for your father, and then you you have this magical run. You're nine and two, and going into the regionals. Navy commit, 
Uh, that I'm not sure of. Yeah, I think he's a Navy cadet. But I've, we've been talking to them all year, and he's just like playing for his dad is a uh, interesting nonetheless. Is what he's what his he said. His dad's a great guy too. It's good <laughs> to yep. see him have success. Yep. Uh, Corpus Christi Flower Bluff playing San Antonio Vet Memorial, 7 p.m. Friday, November 17th. It's going to be a home game for Vet Memorial. So they're playing at Rutledge. Uh, previous meeting was last season. Flower Bluff won 66 to 42. However, excuse me, Veterans Memorial coming off just an absolute drubbing of Burbank. They got going early and didn't stop. 56 to zero over Burbank. Heck of a season for the Bulldogs over there, but they just ran into a, a they ran into a buzzsaw um, in the Veterans Memorial uh, Patriots. Ohio State James Ohio State Pledge James Peoples. He had some fresh legs after being off for half the season. Uh, sadly, he was not on our TNL game just to, <laughs> right. open, to open the year. But 216 yards and three touchdowns in the first half on just 11 carries. Um, yeah, he's for, pretty good. Yeah, I would say so. I think he's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that score, what was it last year where these two played? 66 to 42. And they lost. Third round, third round last year. Now they're playing in the second round. Chuck and I had them last year on TNL late in the season. And both the quarterback and Peoples got hurt late in the late in the season. And I don't know how fresh he was in the playoffs last year, but give me Veterans Memorial with a fresh James Peoples to uh, to get some revenge in this one. Yeah, I think he he might have 25, 30 carries in this game if they're really if they're really really trying to win. Him, um, Clinton Dixon, haha. Yeah. Clinton Dixon over there um, at quarterback. They have a really, really solid squad. Um, Bobby Irvin's done a great job. Uh, and last key game that we wanted to highlight real quick before we just run off a few other ones, Bernie and Lavernia, two local teams playing at Comalander, 7 p.m. Friday. Uh, Bernie leads the all-time series 4-0. Wanted to expand on Bernie a little bit just because it's so amazing what they've done. Um, they lost their first game of the season, and they lost their starting quarterback, Junior Jackson Bays. In comes a freshman, Hank Hendricks, uh, who I believe is Shea's son, uh, his youngest son. I believe it's the last one in the long line of Hendricks football players over there. I might be wrong. Kept the ship afloat. They haven't lost a game since. Seeing what Shea Hendricks has done up there, what Hank Hendricks does as a freshman coming in, and then what Hudson Hendricks has done as a running back and a linebacker, it's just it, it's pretty staggering to see a state finalist team lose your all-star quarterback first game of the season, and then not lose a game ever since then. It's amazing what they've done with the football team, and then it's just amazing what they've done in all their athletics, right? It seems like every season, it doesn't matter the sport, football, basketball, volleyball, baseball, softball, softball you name it, they're making noise. I mean, just there's something them. in the water. Yep. Champion and Greyhounds. Stan, Stan Leach is an outstanding athletic director. Yeah, no, they, they do a fantastic job up there. So They... Uh, they uh, you know, again, winning breeds winning. They played at Jerry World last year, so they know what that's all about. So, And they had a lot of returners. They lost a few key guys at receiver and, and DB, but they had a lot of their big uglies up front stay. Uh, they have Jackson Bays back now. They know exactly what they have now in Hank, excuse me, Hank Hendricks, who if he needs to come in, he can come in and he can sling that rock around. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them back in Jerry World this year. No, I all. wouldn't either. And, you know, Sil Perez's kids both have kids. That play football there. So oh, the, really? That's cool. The Pettis cousins. Are Ch right. Chuck's baseball high school yeah. baseball coach. Oh, very cool. See, you guys got to let me in on this stuff. Keep uh, – today was one of the first I ones we where – We date ourselves when we talk well, today about these things. Well, today was one of the first times that we didn't get to check off on our bingo card, uh, Don naming some, uh, number 50 that I didn't know. So 
I said Zebo too, and you knew who Zach Randolph was. Yeah, I knew was. Zach Randolph. Yeah, good. Nobody else coming to mind? We got to check it off. 50. You think while I run through these games real quick. Okay. All right, some other notable games that we got for AJ teams. Hawk? No, I, I, know who, I know of him, but I okay. didn't think of him. Um, <laughs> other notable games. Smithson Valley is playing Magnolia West, uh, 7 p.m. Friday, Wildcat Stadium in Temple, Texas. Piper, uh, the second-year uh, varsity program, Piper, is now 10-1. And is just trashing people. So congratulations to the Piper Warriors Look up there. Look out for Piper in the future. Piper is so good. The guys. only criticism of them is they had a brand new school, golden opportunity to follow in the footsteps of the Winter's Blizzard or the Deer Park Deer uh, or some other great mascot names in the state of Texas. They could have been the Piper Pied Pipers. And instead, they went with Warriors. Just a huge missed opportunity. I'm, I'm with you. It's like I, whenever I hear the word Piper, I think there's a Piper down. <laughs> Mike Myers. This is how we go off See. the rails every week. Um, so I married an. Ex Come on, murderer. the Piper Pied Pipers would be brilliant. There's a Piper no, down. It wouldn't. No. Oh, the greatest. Do you know uh, what a Vogue is? Here? Yeah. Linear. Yeah. What? Isn't that like a deer or a? Like some sort of some I, no. I, they're doing it by their mascot. It's like a piece of a machine. It's it? a gear <laughs> from, oh. because they're a vocational school. Oh. Vokes, the, the, the unicorns in New Braunfels, the wampus cats in Atasca. Wampus you can cats. be complete. Yeah, it's three legged and it's mangled and all this and it's hilarious and it's on the <laughs> it's on the billboard when you drive into that little town, home of the wampus cats. Greatness nicknames in the state of Texas, and you go with warriors. Come on. It's generic. It's like Wildcats. Wildcats, isn't that the most used? used it's the most used. Yeah, I mean, we have like 20 of billion of them. Yeah. Um, all right, Piper playing Missions Vet Memorial Friday, 7 uh, Friday, Like the 7 El Campo Rice Birds. <laughs> Friday, <laughs> 7 o'clock, Shirley Field, yeah. Laredo. I'm just going to keep going. Davenport and uh, Beeville are playing 7 o'clock Friday. The Bees, at, the at Trojans. Indian <laughs> Stadium in Jordanton. Bandera is playing Ingleside, uh, 7 p.m. Friday. Eagle Stadium in Pleasanton. Port Isabel is playing Navarro, 7.30. The Fighting Tarpons. 7.30. That's is what it, they is are. Is it Terrapins or is it Tarpons? Tarpons. It's a fish. With a so it's not like, it's not terrapin like uh like the like Maryland. No, it's T A R P O N S. Fighting turtles. Seven thirty, November seventeenth, Vaquero Stadium, uh, in San Diego, Texas. No idea where that is. Uh, Dripping Springs is playing Judson. That's going to be an interesting one. Uh, Judson killed Clark last week. Absolutely took it to him. Uh, and Judson now four and seven on the year. Maybe they can give Dripping Springs a game. We'll see. Uh, that's 2 p.m. Saturday at Rutledge Stadium. Got a home game for him as well. Judson leads the all-time series 2-0. However, I don't think they've played since like the 60s, if uh, what I read in the San Antonio Express News is correct. And then Alamo Heights should, the get, mules. A, should get another win this week over Gregory Portland, 2 p.m. Saturday. Very original. November 18th in the Alamo Dome. They get the Alamo Dome on Saturday because the last home game ever for Frank Harris and potentially uh, Jeff Trailer is on Friday evening. Oh, it's not kicking out the door just yet, there, young fella. I'm just saying. You're I'm right. Not it's saying, just, I'm it's not just saying, a matter I'm just of saying. time, right? <laughs> it's just a matter Somebody's of time. Somebody's going to make him an offer he can't refuse at some point. All right. Well, that is the end of the 50th episode. However, I do want to say thank you to everyone who has watched and listened and uh, given us feedback. I, we've gone through a lot of iterations of this podcast. We started out with just putting a phone on the table and talking, and then we got video, and then we were in the Studio 43, and now we're down here. Uh, I've gone 
these guys have uh, withstood all of my emails and texts and haven't, uh, you know, haven't told me to shut up yet. So that's nice. Um, oh, we have. Yeah, maybe they have once or but twice. But not recently. <laughs> yeah, not recently. We've done it surreptitiously. <laughs> I think subbing in Zach and Zach and David has helped a little bit. <laughs> um, that's nice to hear from some other folks, yeah, too, it is, right? for sure. But love doing the pod. Uh, we'll do it until I can't do it anymore. Um, until you guys tell me to get out of here. So um, that's all we got today on the... High School Hype Squad edition of the Sneakers Cleats podcast. We will be back on Friday. I'm going to try and get David. If it's not David, it's going to be me and Zach. So quick reminder, you get this podcast wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Please download, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Give us a five-star rating. Give us some feedback. Feedback is a gift. I'll see you right back here on Friday on the Sneakers Cleats podcast. Wow. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.